Hello, Soldier Soul Soccer families, and welcome to the S2S Soccer Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Arroway, the Academy Director for Soldier Soul Soccer Academy, located in Anaheim, California. Thank you for joining our podcast. Please subscribe to our channel and YouTube page for updates on interviews and trainings. With that, let's get started. What's up, Alex? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, we're good. All right, I can hear you too. Cool. All right, so I just wanted to get you in here before I got everybody else in. Of course. Um, Like I kind of said, it's pretty simple. We'll get them in here for a few minutes. Talk to you about you know your recreational career and how it was growing up and then through high school and how that was college and then pros and then just you know a little bit of advice and things you do to stay fit and a couple of things like that and then we'll have a Q&A for 10-15 minutes and that should be it. Yeah I'll probably elaborate a lot on just like the upcoming and stuff like that from recreational with youth starting from like U6s, UH, and just yeah, going, definitely, like, yeah, yeah, for, the journey yeah, from there. Yeah, I'll probably ask you, like, you know, what's your first memory of, you know, you playing soccer, you touching a soccer ball? That's yeah. probably from start, and then we'll go to, like, you know, your first organized team, um, things like that. And then I'll have a couple questions in between there, but pretty simple. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'm going to let some of the other ones in right now. Okay.
You at the office right now? I'm actually in my room. Nice. Got the virtual background. What's going on? <laughs> Mia, cool. We got Mia, Casim, uh, Naeem, Solo, Jocelyn. Okay, cool. Nice. We'll give it like another like one or two minutes. There's a couple more that should be coming in. That's fine. Yeah. First What's off, Alex, on, thank you guys. For, yeah, thanks for your time, Alex. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Got nothing but time now. <laughs> I know. Crazy. <laughs> you got your uh, your jackets, things like that. Oh man, this. Yeah. This is my buddy. This is my buddy's brand, man. It's called Popular Choice. Here, I'll show you the back. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw you have your new launch with that. Shabam. It's pretty awesome, man. Me and him thought of it. And well, mainly him, I just like threw around the idea of starting like a clothing brand. And he really ran with it. He goes to SF State. And then uh, it was my buddy since elementary school, kindergarten, actually. And um, yeah, he just ran with it. Once he went to SF State, got his degree over there. After that, he started working with Rolex and started mm -hmm. uh, getting the funds to start his side hustle, which is this. And uh, uh -huh. the quality, the production, you could tell everything that he's done, all the hard work that he's done is definitely showing. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I saw you guys have your launch, and so I yeah. hope that's you. It's pretty cool, man. It's a men and women's line, so we have women's sweatshirts as well, so it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I was seeing some of that. That's cool. We definitely yeah. got to kind of get out to some of the kids that are here. Oh, dude, definitely. They would love it. Yeah. All right. So, hey guys, thanks for joining. I know some of you are still kind of getting in and out of it. Um, we'll we'll go ahead and start. Um, first off, this is Alex Cool from LA Force. What's going um, on, you guys? Yeah, he's from what originally Fresno, California. Exactly. Yeah, Central California, pretty much. Nice. And then now he's down here living in Fullerton, um, playing on the semi-pro team. You know, just kind of dealing with this off time right now. So we really appreciate having him on and spending some time with us. Kind of of course, over. man. I'm happy to be but, here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so real quick to you guys out here, um, we're going to be talking for a good, I don't know, half an hour kind of on about his soccer journey and how it is for him growing up and how he became a semi-pro player. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, hopefully try to wait for the end, but if they're immediate, go ahead, just raise your hand, let us know. Um, but other than that, um, we're going to start doing this kind of style every Thursday. And then and we're going to do the trainings Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then on Thursday, on Tuesdays, we'll have yoga and recovery days. So yoga, man, that thing is key. Yoga is very yeah. underrated for soccer players, man. Very underrated. Yeah. We'll, carry so out. we'll go on with that later. Well, yeah, we'll introduce them to that and all those. Okay, you done that so too. Good. Um, so we'll start off. Um, what's your first memory? You know, touching soccer ball, playing soccer. When when did it start? Man, um, probably when I was six, seven years old. Honestly, uh, my dad introduced me to. He was actually my first soccer coach ever at my elementary school. Um, started in kindergarten. Didn't get into recreational play till first grade. And uh, there was no other coaches to coach the team, so my dad hopped on, not knowing that much about soccer, but knew how much I loved it. 
and uh, he wanted to see me excel in it. And he he took on the role like incredibly. Like he he loved all the kids, loved all my teammates. A lot of my teammates are still my friends now, and it's just it's been an amazing experience. Just what soccer's brought for me and brought to my family. But um, yeah, starting at Gibson Elementary School, I was seven years old recreational play it was me and my buddies just playing my dad was coaching so it was nothing but fun and games yeah and what then, do you, you remember like how many kids used to be on the field because i know right now with all the regulations you know they're doing like 3v3 with the youngers and 77 9v9 i want to say that we were running 9v9s when i was like in this uh, like eight years old nine years old well the same thing with me we were playing like 9v9 and yeah, it was nothing. Backside, it's crazy. We just had so many kids running around a, a ball. At yeah, now there's so much space for these kids with the 5v5s and the 6v6s. Back then, they would call it bunch ball. That's what they would call it back in the day, bunch ball for me. Yeah. A bunch of kids yeah. just kicking and screaming, and it was it was great, man. It was a great time. Yeah. No, that's but, awesome. It's funny how it's evolved, and it's gone oh, you know, kind of with more structure. Especially in the United States, man. It's only getting better. It's only getting better. All the academies that are popping up, all that good stuff that's popping up. I didn't get to have that opportunity back in my day until high school. And um, yeah, I started my traveling, my travel league when I was 12 years old and then started getting to the academy when I was 16. So now these kids are being blessed at U6, U8s, U10s, U12s. They're all starting at academy level and it's just getting up from there. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, I was going to, you know, kind of go on the back of that. What was um, kind of your first club-style, academy-style coaching that you got? You know, when did you jump out of the recreational and jump into the club? So I was kind of like a late bloomer, man. A lot of my friends hopped into the club level when they were U12s and stuff. I didn't hop until U14s, give or take. Um, I was a multi-sport athlete. I ran track. I played basketball. I did flag football. So soccer wasn't really my main focus at the time until 12 years old. Um, I was a pretty fast track runner. I, I played great basketball. It was just coming down to that decision of what sport I really wanted to play. And I took a liking to soccer, man. I just enjoyed the hustle. I enjoyed the traveling. I enjoyed the fun, the friends, the teamwork, the team ethic, everything that came with the sport. I enjoyed it. And I made great friends with it, man. And I don't regret my decision at all. It's got me to where I am today. And yeah, I guess stepping into that club scene was my first exposure to travel ball. Um, yeah. Fresno is such a, it's called the little biggest little city in California because there's so many people there, but not many people get out. And so for me to experience a traveling up north, down yeah. south, I really got exposed to the different types of soccer and like how much it's going to grow throughout the United States, not only in California, but throughout the United States in general. There's so yeah. many kids that are just taking a fawn to the game and it's, it's really glorifying it in great ways. Yeah, no, it's really awesome. Um, like you said, it's growing up in, in that, in that town, you know, you really get to see what's around you. It's, it's the same thing with me. I didn't really start playing club until I think 13 or 14 um, okay. When I was me, I were really like, "Hey, I, you're pretty good at this. Let's go try something else." Yeah, you know, and then you know, went to club, and it kind of just shot up from there. So it was, it was really good. And like I'm telling all these kids, kind of like you hit on, you know, I got a, you know, basic college scholarship to an NAI program, 
with no mm -hmm. extra training, no personal training. So it's like, you know, what can these kids do with, you know, the academy, this extra training that they're getting? It's like you said, it's, this guy's a limit. It, it really is. And like you said, like you didn't have that much exposure and going into my high school soccer days, um, all I did was club up until my junior year of high school. That's when the academy was introduced. Um, and I didn't get that much exposure, man. It was all done through family, through film. You would have to get film, send it out to recruitments and let them do their thing. And that was very, very hard. Now you got all these academies that have footage for you that they could send out. Any team wants it, they got it right there for you. Like it's very, very great. And I think they're utilizing that in a great way nowadays. But back in my oh. days, man, it was, you were hustling to get video, hustling to get tape out, making your own videos, all this stuff. And now with all these academies, it's just giving them that great platform to really excel in what they love. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I've shown some kids my recruitment videos just um, to let them know, you know, about the positioning and the talking mm -hmm. on the field, the communication that I like to use. Um, that was recorded from my dad's handheld camera yeah. sitting on the side of the <laughs> Yeah, know? man, that's because early 2000s right there for you. Because nobody was focusing on, you know, getting their kids film and things no. like that. So It was, it was all, how, how are you going to place in the club tournaments? How great are you going to do in the club tournaments? And that's where you really got exposed. That's where I met a lot of great names, man. Um, in high school, I wasn't heavily recruited just because – Honestly, I could have done better in high school grade-wise. Um, I did enough to barely pass and play soccer, which is something I regret heavily because college would have just been another gateway, another platform to be exposed. And back in my day, college was the platform to be exposed. There was yeah. the academy, the youth academies, where you're doing school and soccer at the same time. It was just like you're going to a college for D1 soccer, great that's how you're going to be exposed exactly but, um i didn't i didn't take it that serious yeah. and um i ended up going to a fresno city college local fresno city college and uh played one year there ended up doing really great there and got picked up on my semi-professional local team called fresno fuego and that's when i was yeah. actually i picked up out of there by them out of high school so I was a senior in high school going into college and they asked me to come into their camp. And uh, it was me and my best friend, Christian Cheney, that that's one kid that I've, Christian Cheney is probably one of the biggest inspirations to my soccer career. Like me and him have been neck and neck, like every, every, like since we hopped on the field together, we started playing club in 2011 together. And ever okay. since then, it's just been an ongoing battle. And right now, he's playing professional soccer in Italy. So he's been a huge, like, a huge stepping stone in my career just, like, to get me to want to go to the next level because we both joined Fuego together. Um, yeah. We were both going on these trials together and playing these, like, my, our, our, I guess you could say resume together is unbelievable. The teams that we played, the guys that we played against at such a young age, it was just an eye-opening experience. And from going from high school to that, it was just like, wow, I think I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's, gotcha. where I really, that's where I really like stepped out and was like, all right, I need to start taking this a lot more serious. No, that's awesome. That's really good. Um, I think we have a question from Kasim. Let's hear yes. it, Kasim. Um, 
Your friend that plays in professional in Italy, what team does he play for? It is a second division team. I would have to look it up right now on his Instagram. Give me one second. I can tell you right now. Yeah, it's pretty funny that, you know, like he said, it's going back and forth and things like that. It is Malta FC. M-U-L-T-A. M-A-L-T-A-F-C. His name's Christian Cheney. So we both, like I said, we both started playing for the Fresno Fuego, which was the PDL team. Yeah. And uh, that's where we got exposed to a lot of the Southern California teams. Um, FC Golden State Forest, which is a team that I'm currently, I'm currently with. And then there was Orange County Blues. There's just a whole bunch of down South teams that really we got exposed to. And um, from that, Fresno Fuego took the stepping stone into going into USL Championship professional level. And that was yeah. two years ago. And from yeah. there, there was a select few of us that got brought into that, that training camp, uh, Christian and myself being one of them, as well as a couple other players. And um, that, was a, that was a real big step into the professional level for us. And from there, it, just, it was just going up. Like, we enjoyed every yeah. part of it, especially being local boys in our local town with a professional team. Like, it was, it was a dream come true for us. Exactly. No, that's what you guys grew up, you know, kind of waiting for is, you know, getting that professional contract or getting that professional team to come look at you guys and, and to get it both together on the same team is. Oh, man, it was amazing. a dream come true, honestly, man. It was something that we've talked about since seventh grade, honestly, and for it to happen, it, it was it was amazing. That's awesome. And that's the same thing talking about my kids with, you know, imagine you know, some of the ones of the way. Oh, what if all of them go up and they're on the, the team, team together, the national team together? Like, mm-hmm. but it's just it's getting that common connection between all of them. The other using part. No, it it. No, yeah, not, not using this. Oh, that person better than me. You know, and get That's down. Go work harder and go try. You know, get yeah. to their level. You can't have that mentality oh. in soccer. You can't have that. Oh, he's better than me. You can't mm-hmm. have that chip on your shoulder in soccer. You have to use that as a firing fuel as to, I want to be on this guy's level or if not his level better than him. Um, And just use that to better your game, like better your craft, do whatever you got to do to make yourself the better player, to get that better edge on that other player, because there's always going to be somebody working harder than you, but it's, it it doesn't matter. It's how hard you work. Yeah, and then on the so on the back of that, Bryce has a question. Uh, he sent me a chat. Question is, what do you think the difference between the good players and the great players are? What's what's that difference? That's a good question. I think that's Bry- I think that's my my best friend Bryce. That's the creator of this brand that asked it. But the difference between a good player and a great player is honestly dedication. You could be a good player with all the skill set, everything given to you. You won't work hard. You can do you can do whatever you want and you won't go anywhere. If you are dedicated and you are working hard and you have the skill set and you have it all and you're repeating, you're in the lab every single day working on your craft, that's what makes a great player, man. It doesn't matter if you're not feeling it today. It doesn't matter if you're down and out, if you're sore. You could there's you you'll always find a way 
no matter what. If you're a great player, you'll always find a way. Cristiano Ronaldo is working every single day. Messi is working every single day. Whether you guys see it or not, they are working every single day. And it's their craft, man. They live by it. They, they will do anything to be the best. And that's what you got to come into this game with that mindset of you're going to run through anybody. You got to work harder than anybody. You got to be faster than anybody and be dedicated to it, man. You can't just say it. You got to be dedicated to it. You got to live by the word and you got to put the work in and you got to work hard and just staying dedicated to the craft, man. A lot of players don't realize how much repetition is useful. Repetition is key when it comes to fundamentals, passing, dribbling, shooting. It's, it's very key. It's very basic, but even professionals use it, man. Like you sh you'll see the touches on some of these guys that I've played against and the people that are my teammates, man, it's unbelievable. And it's just from repetition, what they've been doing since they were your, your guys' age, 11, 12, 13, 14. They've been doing it since they were that young. And now they're 22, 23, 24 years old, living the dream because they put the work in. And that's all it is, man. It's just putting the work in. You got to be dedicated to it. Yeah, I think it's on. It's the two basic kind of cliches that everybody talks about. It's the ten thousand hours of work. You know, you just got to put the time in and just kind of put your head down and and know in the end that you know those touches are gonna make a difference. And mm -hmm. hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's facts. That's not just a saying. That's facts. You know, you like you said. You know, you can have all the skill in the world. You can be blessed with the physical talents, but if you're not gonna get out there and work harder than somebody else and have that mentality that nobody's gonna beat me and nobody's gonna get through me or you know, I'm going to score every time I touch the ball, you know, you're really not going to get to that top level. Because there's going to be somebody else that's going to want it more than you every exactly. single time, every single time. But, um, yeah, man, just, I guess, getting to that, that level of professionalism at such a young age, not such a young age, I guess you could say, but, like, getting to that level of professionalism in my city was very eye-opening, and it made me realize – what I'm going to have to do to to branch out and want to be better at it because I wasn't just settling for being a local kid playing professional soccer in the city because we're in 2020 now and that team's no longer there so it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me to come out here but um back in my day it was you got to work hard to be on this team man and it was truly a blessing to be on that team yeah, I think that's kind of the crazy things with the semi-pro teams. And um, those teams can fold, you know, Very at any quick. given time. They can, you know, cut their whole roster. They can make complete changes and, and you not even know about it and be out of, you know, work, be out of your job and mm -hmm. have nowhere to play soccer for the next year. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you can't be complacent and just wait for the next opportunity to happen. You need to put yourself out there and continue Definitely. to look. And like you said, you, you found a home, you know, you, you found a good place to come and it was a, like you said, a blessing in disguise that you kind of moved out there and made the jump. I know we talked about it and it was a, it was a big step for you, you know, moving oh, away man. from Fred, you know, coming down here to Fullerton. So it's my, it's my first time away from home, honestly. Um, yeah. Elaborate a little bit more on that. So I was, like I said, just touching back on my career, I was playing in Fresno for the PDL team from 2012 to 2000. Uh, 2018, I would say, until it turned to the USL Championship. And uh, in 2016, I tore my ACL, my meniscus, which is probably the most horrific injury you could have as a soccer player. And um, 
that's where you really take a toll on yourself mentally, not only physically, but mentally. It's a huge game, man. You got to really fight through a lot of things. And it was getting to a point to where I didn't even know if I wanted to play anymore or not. And that's where Christian Cheney just came in and was like, man, we've been playing since you can even, you don't even know how long you've been playing for at this time because you've been just so invested into it. You've been working so hard. Like you've been putting so many hours into it. Why are you going to stop now? And so he really just opened my eyes and made me run with, I got to work hard to get to where I was at and be better. And I started playing with the PDL back in 2017 again, once I recovered from my ACL injury. And um, from there, it turned into the Foxes. And the Foxes would play FC Golden State in the USL2 every season. So I was going down here playing them. They were seeing me. They were coming up there and seeing me. And uh, I was, I guess, on their scouting list, you could say. Yeah. And um, in yeah. 2018, or excuse me. You want to talk about? End of 2018, coming into yeah. 2019. Um, we had preseason with the Fresno Foxes and we played the LA Galaxy. Um, we played you want to talk about LMU, which is another down south team. And um, it was just coming to that time where a coach was going to make decisions on the final roster for the Fresno Foxes. And I could tell that he already had his mind set on center backs. And I wasn't on that list, unfortunately. So I had to make that jump from being so so self-assured in my little city that I was going to be okay to jumping out to somewhere I, I know nobody. And um, it happened so fast, man. I played – I was working at, as a server at Lazy Dog as well as playing <laughs> soccer. And um, I got invited to come play a game. That's for an hour. A game on Saturday for the MPSL for FC Golden State. Mm -hmm. um, came, played that Saturday, scored a goal. Um, from there, the coach talked to me after, asked me what my situation was like. I told him, hey, I'm, I'm playing semi-professional soccer in Fresno. Uh, I serve on the weekdays at night. And I'm just trying to make this my dream, man. Like, I've been chasing this career, like this dream job forever. And... After that game, he just sat me down and told me what was coming with Nisa, which is the professional league that we're in right now. And he said, if you, if you come here and play with FC Golden State Force, the USL2 team, and you wait it out, we're going to be getting you on this Nisa what team. Happened, Joss? So played that game, did my thing, went back home on huh? Monday. The game was on Saturday. Went back home on Monday and told my mom and dad, hey, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I got an opportunity to move out to L.A. Everything's going to be paid for. Housing's going to be paid for. All that good stuff. This is a dream that I've been chasing. I got to do it. Yeah. So I hit my mom with that bombshell. And she instantly just eyes open, started crying, man. And I felt so bad. But she knew that this was a step that I had to take. Yeah. And they were there completely with it. And from there, man, it was just that that leap of faith brought me an opportunity that I'm so grateful for. So grateful yeah. for. Um, no, going awesome. in, coming to sometimes LA. You gotta take it. Oh, bro. That's, you got to make that leap sometimes. 
you got to make that leap yeah. sometimes. Real quick, Kasim, do you have a question? Let's hear it, Kasim. Um, so you were sponsored? Sponsored in what sense? Because you're mad. That means as far as paying for your housing, um, moving you down here, things like that. He covered pretty much all the expenses. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? Pretty much. In a sense, yes. Um, this man took care of me. He understood the vision that I had and he knew what was coming with his professional team. And he took me under his wing and um, he took care of me. This is what I'm doing. And I was fortunately blessed to sign a contract and find my own place with my girlfriend and my two goofy dogs out here in Fullerton. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Good, Castle. you got it? Cool. So kind of on the back side, how was it signing your first professional contract? How was that feeling, putting that pen to that paper and, and knowing you were kind of part of something like that? Oh, man. <laughs> humbling, humbling experience, man. Knowing all the hard work and dedication I put in has finally paid off. It was a humbling experience. Um, I had my girlfriend right there next to me when I signed it, and she, you could imagine she was just – going crazy i was just so happy man it was it was a it was a blessed experience um leading up to it i knew big things were coming uh just based off our team like the usl2 team that we had was crazy good we made it to the national semifinals and um when i came over here i was i was not expecting it but i was blessed enough to captain the usl2 side yeah, we, we got him to the national semifinals, and we played in um, where were we at? Detroit, Michigan, and we played out there, and that was such a cool experience, man. Um, great group of guys. We were it was unlucky, very unlucky game. We lost in a, we lost to a penalty, sh I think a penalty shot, honestly, but um, the experience, man, was super super great, and I knew from that Nisa was just going to be a, like an even better experience, and it has been, man. Um, we, we played teams from Michigan. We played teams from San Diego, teams from Oakland. It's been a cool experience. Man. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, I think it's a, it's, it's a good and a bad thing the way we have kind of the semi-pro set up, you know, where there's multiple semi-pro leagues. It gives a lot of different players different opportunities to find mm -hmm. more teams. Uh, but you guys don't have a chance to really play each other because you're sanctioned to different leagues. Yeah, that's you know, that's one downside it, about it. Exactly. So I wish there was some coordinates between that where you guys could play teams, you know, are local that are similar divisions, similar style as you guys. Yeah. Um, I know we'll get there somewhere in the future, but it's um I think it's a blessing having just that many teams and giving kids everywhere an opportunity just to go play professional. Yeah. I think um even even before professional ranks, um playing in Fresno and stuff like that. And it's kind of funny when I, when I moved out here, it's even bigger, but Sunday leagues, I know mm -hmm. kids are, I know 12, 13, 14 year olds aren't going to go out and play Sunday leagues. But man, when I came and started playing Sunday leagues before I signed my professional contract, there were some ballers out there, man. And they would like, they, they knew that they knew the game and you would be surprised just going out and playing with whoever around you. You'll be surprised who's around you locally, man. The talent yeah. that's out there is unbelievable. And um, 
yeah, like I said, you got these kids that aren't necessarily blessed with the opportunity of academies of club teams, but are there to just because they love the man. game and they just want to play. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of those guys are so nasty, man. And that's what's the greatest thing about it is that they they go under the radar and carry putting with the group of guys that know how to play and stuff like that. And they they're on the ball and they're just doing some amazing things. And you'd be surprised, man. What a lot of these top NCAA collegiate athletes have to say about these guys that necessarily didn't even get the chance to play college ball, let alone anything professional. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of like our version of, you know, the Brazilian street soccer and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys just out there playing, you know, in the dirt grass fields, you know, just because they want to go out and play, you know, yeah, man. organization of the clubs and scheduled beautiful grass and things like that, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, that's kind of where the true soccer players come from are those streets and things like so that. So I have a story. I was in Mexico. <clears throat> uh, my family has a, a house in Mexico, Rosarito. And we were just walking around a local market area. It's all outside dirt. It looks like cabanas pretty much. And there's these kids playing just, they're just juggling the ball, kicking the ball against the wall. And I was probably 16, 17 at the time didn't have any of my soccer stuff on me and I asked to go join them. I was just playing keep ups with them, juggling the ball with them. And from there they invited me to go play. It was pretty much like a Sunday league soccer game in Mexico city. And man, the most, the most, the most coolest experience I've ever, I've ever like been in. These guys are playing on dirt, no cleats, none of that stuff, man. They were just there for the love of the game. They had one soccer ball that wasn't that pumped up, but, once I hopped on the field, you could tell that the passion, man, the energy level, everything was there. And they, they were just there for the love of the game. They didn't have cones. Yeah. They didn't have anything, man. It was just two shoes as gold, and that was it. Yeah, no, that's but, awesome. It's, it's really good, you know, kind of soccer is its own language where, you know, both of you guys can see that you have that love for the game, and you just jump in and you just start playing. You know, you don't yeah. even have to be able to – you know, I communicate with each other, speak the same language. You know, you just get on, get on the field, and you know how the ball works and how the ball moves and everything like that. So it's it's really awesome. Yeah, man, it Crazy. was it was it was a cool experience, man. Nice. Um, so let's go. We'll hit on a couple of your highlights. Uh, what's what's your best highlight growing up as a kid? Like huh. growing up, but, you know, just um, winning big trophies. Anything like that? I mean, like for I me, got a, I have a funny highlight. That's a, a highlight in my in my high school career. That this goes back to the video recordings and all that stuff where you have to video record yourself. My dad blew it. So I was in a high school game. My dad hired a videographer, and there is this play where. So I originally played forward my entire life. Fun fact: started playing center back when I started playing for the Fresno Fuego. So I was a forward my entire life. High school, my senior year, I get a cross from probably 40 out coming from the right side. And I'm at the probably a little bit inside the 18 box. Gotcha. Ball's coming out of the air. I just throw a bike, man. And I hit <laughs> it. And it goes top 90. During that whole process, the videographer is right behind the goal, but my dad's talking to him, so he has a, the camera down the whole entire time. Misses a complete entire thing. I'm like, Dad, you had you had one job done. 
You're like the one time I, I actually do score something great. Like something missed, amazing. Something yeah, I like, could probably yeah, potentially get all my normal goals. Exactly. And so my dad did that and that was <laughs> I don't I'm not mad at him for it. Like that was just an awesome experience in general, man. But you're like, okay, no more talking, just keep the yeah, camera just keep the camera rolling. <laughs> don't talk to this guy. But um that was a pretty awesome experience. Um joining an academy for my first year my junior year that was the coolest experience ever we were 16 15 16 year olds 15 16 year olds getting to travel to the united states everything was pretty much paid for hotels you were getting there's kids that had scholarships if you were doing good in school and stuff like that uh yep. where you would get an exclusive thing where you would be able to pick Nike elite cleats for free at these showcases that they would have in Houston and Arizona. And, um, it was all sponsored by Gatorade. Like it was top notch stuff, man. And that was probably the coolest soccer season experience I've ever had. Um, we didn't do that great, but I've met a lot of great people and played against a lot of, a lot of great people. Um, a lot of professionals down there. You'd be surprised about like some of the names that I played against. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like you said, it's more more about the experience and things like mm -hmm. that. And on on a side note of that, you know, the biggest thing I tell all my kids is all of you guys are student athletes first. You guys are students first. You know, mm -hmm. like you said you know you kind of wish you took your high school a little bit more seriously. Oh man, um, I wish I, I could have took that back. Dude, I I went out of high school with a three point eight, and that's I didn't huge. start focusing on soccer till like my sophomore junior year when I was like, Hey, I'm kind of good at this. I think I can go to college, mm -hmm. you know, but I think, you know, like you said, if you were to focus a little bit more on, on schooling, you could have probably done a little bit differently. So I stress that to the kids, you know, make sure you get all your schoolwork done, all of that stuff done. And then, you know, you can go out and you play and you do that stuff after. But You got to yeah. treat schooling just like you treat soccer, man. You got to put as much dedication as that as you do into soccer or else that, you're not going to go anywhere. I'd hate to say it, but good grade. If you don't have good grades, you're not going to be able to play on your local high school team. You're going to be stressed out. You're not going to want to do all that, man. Yeah. If you work hard on the books, work hard in class, stay focused. Don't be a nuisance. There's a lot of kids that are there that are there, but they're not there. There's a lot of kids that will just go there just to hang out, be the, the clown in school. Call it's not, that's not, that's not cool. Like, as you get yeah. older, that's not the cool thing to do. Um, it, the more you focus mm -hmm. in longevity, you'll, it'll benefit you. The more you stay focused on your craft, on what really matters to you, it'll benefit you in the long run. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, so, I mean, going on something that you hit on earlier, I think we've kind of had the same positional experience where – you know, growing up my whole life, I was a striker from five years old all the way until I was like 13 or 14 mm -hmm. um, until I joined my first club team. And they were like, hey, we got six strikers. If you want to play, you got to find somewhere else. Yeah. So I transformed myself into a right back and, you know, a center back. Um, new coach came in. And from there on, I was kind of I captain to the back line moving forward, um, went into high school. That was my sophomore year, moving into my junior year of high school. Okay. Um, sophomore year, I ended up being on like the frost off team, uh -huh. scored a bunch of goals, went to JV, stayed there. And I was the striker on JV my sophomore year. 
And then the junior year, I was the starting right back captain on varsity. Nice. So it was just crazy, you know. And Crazy transitions, what, huh? Yeah, and what I kind of tell the kids is, you know, in that transition, because I have some kids that are a little bit older going through that, you know, hey, you know, I don't really know how to play the game because I used to play right winger. Now my coach wants me to play, you know, right defense. What I tell them is, you know, think about the game in opposites. Um, you know, when I was a striker, you know, how, I would think about how can I get around this defender? You know, what moves work? Things like that. Exactly. Now I'm thinking the defender, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what is this striker going to try to do to me? Are they a fast striker? Are they a slow striker? You know, they're going to try to body me up. So I think about opposite. Um, you know, how can you, can you hit on that a little bit of how, how your transition went positional? So one thing that I've came to notice is that it's all, it's all a mental game, man. Um, when it comes down to it, all of us, we're, we're soccer players. We're soccer players. A lot of us have different roles. A lot of us could be a forward. A lot of us could be right back. A lot of us could be a center back. A lot of us could be a goalkeeper. It's how you take on that role. It's how you change, yeah. you shift that mindset from, okay, I'm no longer going to be this role, but how am I going to help my team and excel at this new role while still being the great soccer player that I am? Because you're, it's not like a lot, I think a lot of kids get down like, oh, they're not good enough in their position. Um, they didn't get the, like, the good enough looks in that position. They've been training this position their whole entire life. It might not even be that, man. It might be the coach might see something in you that you don't see that once you catch on to it, you'll be like, oh, it, it makes sense now. Um, and yeah. I think that's what, that's what happened to me. I really just took that mindset and shifted it from I'm a forward, I'm a forward, to no, I'm a soccer player when it comes down to it. Um, I know what I got to do. I know what these guys are doing against me. It's just shifting that mindset to what now is my new job. Um, yeah. Like you said, I, I played forward my entire life, man, literally my entire life. It was either center attacking mid or forward. I was always goal hungry, always assist hungry. And um, I was a top recruit at a high school in the state for uh, – forward and I really thought going into Fresno Fuego that that's what they were recruiting me as and um, I started playing over there a little bit as a forward and then literally something happened to where our center back got injured and my my body type I guess my size just fit the description perfectly big tall and strong exactly <laughs> and they threw me back there man and it, it's been history ever since then. Um, I caught on to that role. Absolutely, absolutely fell in love with it. Um, really caught on to it quick because um, coming from that forward mindset, you kind of know what runs are going to be made. You kind of know what touches are going to be touched into space. You kind of know what passes are going to be coming with the quick one-twos and stuff like that. So I kind of took that into my – into my realm of I already know all this stuff man it's just using it in a different role now and defending it and I'm not gonna lie I wasn't the best defender at all um one-on-one -on -one, I was not the greatest at but I trained super 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 hard every single day and took the chance that the coach trusted me with of playing center back and I ran with it man um it was something that I took a liking to, and once you, once you really grasp onto it and work hard at it and see yourself getting better at it, it's really rewarding. It's really, really rewarding.
Yeah, no, that's really awesome. You know, like you said, thinking about it kind of in that opposite way. Uh, I think we have a question from Kasim over here. Let's hear it. So the same thing happened to me. Uh, I played like four offensive positions mm -hmm. from like five years old up to 11 and a half. Okay. And now I'm playing right back. And I want to ask what helped you transition? Um, honestly, man, it was watching other soccer players that play that position and how great they are at their role and watching what they do every single day and trying to reincorporate that into my game. Like you, like I said, and like you may feel, you're not going to be the best at it once you first start, start at it. And don't expect to be the best at it. Always keep that mindset of learning something new. Never be closed-minded. Never shut off the coach. He's always there to look out for you and make you a better player. Never take anything that he says mean or anything like that because he's only trying to benefit you. But just really be open-minded because it's something that you're not used to at all. And it might be something that this other person that's helping you out with, he might be a pro at that. So it's just taking every knowledge that you can and being very open-minded with it and working on that craft. Like I said, just being repetitive with what you do. Like I said, you're a soccer player at first and then everything just comes to roles. Right now you just have a different role and you got to embrace it. Okay. And then if you guys have any questions, you can just send them to me or just open up your mic and kind of raise your hand, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, go ahead, shoot, um, shoot them out. So uh, just real quick, we'll talk about it if anybody has anything. Um, What's been your greatest memory playing so far as a professional player? Um, goal scored, uh, tackle. I mean, I saw that highlight video. You made three tackles in, in one play. Oh, yeah, play that's always like, fun. You know, so, Tackling's fun, man. Like, um, <laughs> I want to say this first inaugural season of LA Force, um, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were just a bunch of hungry guys that wanted to come together as a team and make a statement and we ended up going to the finals of the western conference ended up coming up short but still man that was just a huge experience for the team and really put us on the map of what these guys can do and exactly. it wasn't it wasn't anything for me personally because i could i could get all the personal whatever it, it's not going to matter to me it's raising what started from this and just making it like expand that's that's something that i really really i really like take pride in yeah exactly no like you said you went from the second team to the first team. the first team's growing to be you know a contender and almost you know gonna turn into a, I, I think a powerhouse this next coming up year yeah and, you know depending on how everything kind of moves forward but yeah i mean you guys you guys are poised to take those next steps we're, so we're doing our best, man. And right now it's kind of tough with this whole quarantine, but um, we're doing our best to keep in shape and stuff like that as much as we can. As much as we want to be out there and stuff, we can't. But trust me, we want to be out there. Yeah, it's just like you said, just putting in the personal work and just getting those repetitions and those just little touches in. You'd be surprised what you can do at home, man. There's a lot of stuff that you do at home. You don't yeah. got to beat on the field every single day. I mean, it, it helps a lot. But if you got a soccer ball at home, just get some touches in at home. Do some workouts out home and you'll be good.
You guys have any uh, questions down at the bottom there? Oh, good. You guys are good? All right. So I know there's kind of a bunch of unknowns um, moving forward of what the season kind of holds. But um, you know what you're doing for this next coming up year? As of right now, man, everything's in the air just with our scheduling and stuff like that. Um, it's Everybody's just waiting for the call, man. The call yeah, just, where we can just get back onto the field. But honestly, right now, it's just um, taking a lot of time with my girlfriend and my dogs and just like taking as much time as I can in with them. Um, yeah. Seeing my family in Fresno every once in a while. I know we're supposed to say quarantine. But I got mom and dad that are wanting me back at home every once in a while. So I go out yeah, there and quick try trip to say there. hi. Yeah, try to say it's up to them. But, yeah, man, it's just staying as fit as possible. I run every single day. I try to get out by myself, just touching the ball every single day. Um, just staying, like, laser focused. You can't really lose a laser focus because that's where you start getting lackadaisical. And, uh, no, exactly. and like you said, that, you know, even if, even if you're not feeling super hot that day and, you know, don't want to get touches, go watch some film. Go, yeah, go watch it video of somebody in your position you know but you know change it up it doesn't always have to be physical work it can be some mental work you know go exactly podcast. Um, just just something different but like you said just kind of keep yourself going you know every single day whether it's 5 10 15 20 minutes but yep. yeah and you'll realize as you get older man you can't be putting in that those those hard days that you used to double days as you're getting older back, like in high school, a lot of it's going to be a mental game. So learning the game on YouTube, <laughs> even playing FIFA, man, like the littlest things will benefit your game. You'd be surprised. Yeah. And yes, I am calling anybody out on FIFA. <laughs> but yeah, man, I do love video games as well. So I have been playing video games. Yeah, no, I saw I saw a little bit of Fortnite. But yeah, just just staying active. For the most part, I'm trying. Let's hear it, Casey. What you got? What video games do you play? You want to learn? You want to learn science? You, I'll show you right now. Okay. How do I? Uh, okay, here we go. Do you guys your PE teacher? I'm watching Tifu. <laughs> No, I love playing Fortnite and I love FIFA, man. Yes, Fortnite and FIFA. And I just downloaded downloaded Call of Duty, so but I suck at that, so you can't you can't really hold me against that. <laughs> You'll get the hang of it. It's all right. Um, I think last last uh, kind of little topic I want to discuss was just kind of about nutrition and just keeping yourself healthy. Um, I knew I had some. I had some players um, in high school, I promise you, that had a, a Coke and a bag of hot Cheetos before training. They'd go out and they'd train and they'd do fine. And I, I just don't know how they did it. And I know if they were older and playing professional, they couldn't do it. But, I mean, you might know to get away a little bit when you're young. But, you know, it's building good habits, you know. As you get older, man, you'll you'll see all that stuff starts to take a toll on your body. Um, you could do that all while you're young, but when you get older, once you start getting out of high school, you'll see all that Coke, hot Cheetos, Sprite, Taco Bell, all that stuff, man, it adds up. It'll slow you down on the field. Um, 
I used to be one of those kids. I used to eat the Taco Bell before the games in seventh grade and all that stuff, and I would run fine. And I think it got to that point, um, like I said, blessings in disguise. When I tore my ACL and my meniscus, that's where I really, really, really learned a lot about my body. Um, stretching every single day, whether it's working on movements throughout your body in your ankles, feet, calves, down to your kneecaps, all that good stuff, man. It's just really, really looking out for your body. What you consume is huge. If you don't get the right, the right nutrients, you're going to be cramping up. You're going to be tearing ligaments that you don't want to be torn. It's not, it's not a fun process, man. And I'm not saying it's to scare you kids at all. I'm just trying to get you guys aware of what could happen if you choose just to be lackadaisical. Yeah, I mean, if you take an example like LeBron James, I mean, he's, I know he's top of the top, but he takes care of himself. He spends a lot of money on himself, on his nutrition, on his health, on his recovery. Mm-hmm. All he that invests stuff. a million yeah. dollars into himself. Exactly. A I year. Mean, I'm not saying to do that for you guys, but he's had one minor groin injury in 17 years. So it's of playing you know, at the highest care, level. Exactly. If you take care of your body and you know, at a young age and you put those processes in to kind of take care of yourself, it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hundred percent, man. Just stay, stay self-disciplined, man. That's all it is. is stay self-disciplined and don't let any other chatter, any other, don't let any other thing take away from your tunnel vision that you got going on. That's one thing I like to express is a lot of people will have a lot to say but they don't know the steps that you're taking every single day. They don't know the journey that you're going through. They don't know the process that you've been going through to get to where you're at. So just work on being the best you is what I could say. Work on being the best you a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. No, that's huge. Like you said, just don't compare yourself to anybody else. Work on yourself, you know, embrace the role that you're given and just, just run with it. You know, hundred percent, man. Um, I think that's it from me. Um, there's a couple guys on the screen. If you guys want to chime in for any last uh, kind of questions or comments, um, Alex, I'll let you kind of promote yourself and uh, shout out your Instagram. And if you want your clothing company, um, oh. yeah, get them to check that out. You guys need to check this out, man. Popular choice. Based out of San Francisco, California. It's pretty awesome, man. I love it. I got so many pairs of these hoodies. But um, yeah, yeah man, follow then, popular choice one, and then um, ah, my Fortnite name, capital Steez, capital C, C A P, I T A L, I T A L, capital S, S, T E E, T E E, Z twenty three, and if you guys, if you don't get it, hey, just give him a follow on Instagram. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, and I'll send into my DMs, and I'll, I'll shoot you a message right back. Exactly. He plays Fortnite too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I love Fortnite. You guys might get frustrated with me though. I suck. I'm not that great, but I'll try my best. <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else from uh, from you guys over here? All right, you guys are good. Um, hey, Alex, I just, again, Wait, I want um, to say thank you for your time. Yeah. Let's okay, hear it, guys. Uh, how many followers do you have on IG? On IG? Let me see. I don't even know, man. 
a question. Hello? 1,482. Did you so hear that? Close. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you Please guess? No, I guess like around like 1,500. Close. Not bad. Not a bad yeah. guess. That's good. I need you to follow right. me to get me there. There you go. Yeah. That's why we're shouting him out. Give him a follow and uh, follow, kind of follow his journey as we move forward and get out of this quarantine and have a podcast. He plays at usually at Rio Hondo College in LA, um, where they played last season. So, but we'll see see what it is moving forward. I'll keep you guys updated on his schedule, and um, I know he will on his Instagram. Dan, do see you around. I know you'll be at the academy getting some trainings in and stuff. So, of course, man. You guys feel free to stop by and check out one of the trains or anything like that. If you guys just want to see how a professional trains, go ahead and stop by. Um, but yeah, thank you, man. I, I appreciate you for having me on. It was it was a cool experience, man. I love it. Yeah, no problem. All right, um, I will let you go, and I will talk to you guys later. All right, guys. I'll see Bye. you guys later. Bye. Bye. Peace out. See you guys. We should have food. So, so gross. Talk to